0: Assalamu alaikum. my name is Al Abdel-Jabbar, I'm joined by Adr and welcome to the first episode of our podcast about FC Barcelona, uh, Killer Central. Uh,
1: this is the first episode and uh, today we're going to discuss about uh, the match uh, between Barcelona and Dinamo Kiev in the UCL match day number four. And our topic for today is going to be uh, the predictions uh, for the game. Uh, our... Uh, our returns from injuries uh, like uh, Fati, Agüero, and Dembele, uh, the financial crisis, uh, the lineup when it's released, and uh, our thoughts about the game when it ends.
0: Okay, so we can start by speaking
2: about our predictions for the game. Um, you okay? So,
0: okay, so uh, as. Um, you know, Abdelrahman, this is a must-win game for our uh, Champions League campaign. Uh, we, really need to ha- we really need to use the best team possible and play the best football uh, possible as well. Uh, I believe if um, maybe Memphis Depay plays like Al- how he played versus Aravez, we, um, we can easily win this game since we had already beaten them a couple of weeks back. Uh, so, yeah, I'm predicting uh, and hoping for a win, and I'm predicting it to be
1: a comfortable 2-0 uh, win. Well, uh, I'm going for the same 2-0 with uh, Memphis and Ansu Fati on the score sheets, uh, just as uh, the game versus uh, Valencia. Okay. Uh, so, uh, our returns from injuries... Uh, what do you think will happen uh, when uh, we get our fully fit team back with uh, Pedri, uh, Rafa Dembele and uh, Ansu Fati? Uh, well, you know, we've been
0: excited for the returns for a long time, but the problem is every time uh, one of our players returns, uh, another one gets injured. Uh, but hopefully when everyone's fit, uh, we can be... We, we already are challengers for the Liga, but I think if... Uh, all of our players, like Pedri, Araujo, um, and you know, Fati's already back, and hopefully everyone stays fit. I think we can, um, we can hopefully win the Liga. Uh, it's going to be challenging, but I believe we can. Uh, of course, with the uh, Aguero's injury, a devastating heart injury that's going to keep him uh, on the sidelines yes. for three months. Yeah, um, but yeah, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully with everyone back, we can um, do what we've been doing uh, better and hopefully avoid losses because what, we've, what our problem has been uh, is finishing the chances we create and uh, defending as well because of the injuries we have in our defence. Uh, so hopefully when everyone's back, we can be comfortable on both sides of the pitch.
1: Yeah, especially that uh, thing you mentioned with uh, we can't finish our chances. Uh, we need uh, uh, a pure number nine. So with Aguero on the sidelines for three months, uh, I think that's going to create a problem for us. And uh, so we need to uh, take our chances with every chance we get. So I think uh, for today, uh, my lineup is go- going to be a uh, neutral four three three, as uh, the fans always want, with uh, Ter Sagan, uh and... Uh, starting position with the Minguez and uh, Alba fullbacks, And uh, with the injury of uh, Gerard Piquet and Araujo just coming back, I think he's going to go bold with Longley and uh, El Garcia in the centre-backs uh, with the holdings of uh, Busquets and Nico with uh, Frankie De Jong uh, in the centre. And up top, uh, I think Memphis going to start on the left and uh, Ansu Fati as a number nine with Gavi on the right. Uh, they switch uh, roles uh, in the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, that's what we should do. But uh, I believe maybe we should have uh, possibly someone like Demir or something starting because I really believe in him and I believe he can fit the role of Dust, um, the role Dust has been uh, playing uh, in for the past couple of game weeks as a winger. But of course, with his last-minute injury that uh, we got the news of 10 hours ago, uh, I think I think Demir would have the, the chance to start. Or maybe possibly Sergio Roberto. Oh, actually, Sergio Beto is injured. So, yeah, right. I, I think it should be Gavi or Demir. Uh,
1: so, yeah, with this last-minute injury, as I said, uh, I think Nico will take that role with Gavi going on the right. Uh, but uh, as you mentioned, you want uh, Demir to start. Demir doesn't have the experience to start an uh, important UCL game like that, in my opinion. Uh, and um, with Coman, who just left, he didn't he didn't start, but only uh, he just started like two games with uh, minimum minutes. So uh, with these minutes, like you don't have the confidence uh, to uh, start an important game like this, in my opinion. I, I don't know what your opinion is, to be honest. Yeah,
0: I, I, I totally understand your opinion and I understand that you need experience for big games like these. But uh, we have a lot of young players in the team and I think, you know, playing uh, in these types of games could actually help them a lot if they do well, you know. With the past couple of games in Barcelona uh, for the whole season, we haven't been really scoring in the first half. Uh, so I think having... Demir in the first half uh wouldn't be that much of a problem since in the second half we can possibly have Dembele who's recently back but yeah I think the the right choice and the best choice uh, like you said is Gavi on the right
1: yeah so uh, uh, going to another thing I just remembered uh, that uh, yeah we just sacked Ronald Koeman so w- what what is your uh, what are your thoughts about that uh well, you know, our history with
0: uh, Ronald Koeman is a very good one. You know, he won us our first Champions League as a player, of course. But uh, you know, as a coach, he wasn't that good. And you know, that happens a lot to different coaches. Some of them were bad players and good coaches, like maybe Jose Mourinho and Jürgen Klopp. But I, uh, I believe it was the right decision. Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, we were too early because we're still in the uh start of the season, but at the same time we can take that as a positive because sacking him in the middle of the season would be
1: like a motivation to uh, the players
0: time where the league and the champions league really starts to heat up so I think yeah if you can look at it in two different perspectives, but yeah, you know most Barca fans and I can't say I'm not one of them want to do on it coming out and with the rumors of Chavi joining us uh, you know I was I was excited to have him and actually just a couple of
2: <تصفيق> got any
0: Hey
2: dude Dقيقة اسبر 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 دقيقة من تشافي
0: يابا صوتك <تصفيق> الو, <تصفيق> <ألو> يلا يلا كمل من Chavi so uh,
1: hold, uh, yeah, I just remembered uh, that uh, we recently sacked uh, Ronald Koeman and uh, got our uh, second team coach I think his name is Sergi Barhwan. so uh, yeah. what are your uh, thoughts about uh, this sacking do you uh, completely agree with this uh, Decision or not, uh, especially that we're in the middle of uh, the season? Uh,
0: well, you know, uh, I can't really say that I have one opinion because when I look at the decision from different perspectives, I think of it in different ways. Uh, of course, you know, we've had some be- uh, very bad uh, results with Ronald Komen, But uh, when you think about it with the squad he has and the injuries that uh, were there at the time, where we had those bad results um you can't really blame the coach alone and since he you know he was a Barca, barcelona legend and got us our first champions league as a player um yeah, well, you know easy. you have to respect him but uh but yeah at the same time uh you you have a very talented team like this and you have some talented players that you're not playing uh you know it's it's a problem for the team. So, yeah, I think, I, I think it was a good decision, but we have to wait and see uh, for the next maybe two weeks to a month or so, uh, and then we can really know if it was the right decision or not. Uh,
1: so, talking about the right decision, uh, for me personally, I, I don't think Xavi would be a great, uh, uh how do I say this? I don't think Chab would be a great uh, coach for us because uh, he, he lacks experience. So uh, I would really love to see him uh, coach our uh, second team uh, and gain the experience from there, and uh, then we can appoint him as the first team manager. Because uh, you don't uh, really get experience from managing a, a, a Qatari or a Qatari side, like I said.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, even with the results that he's been getting with Arsad, which are really good results. Um, but, you know, you can't really, like you said, get experience for something big like Europe and one of the biggest leagues in the world, the La Liga, um, through uh, mm. just the Qatari League. So, yeah, I totally agree that he should coach the second team. But, you know, it's it's really hard to find a coach uh, at these times. And I honestly believe Xavi would be a better, uh, better coach for us than uh, Ronald Koeman. Uh, so yeah i i think if if he's our only choice and since we already sacked komen i think since he's the only choice yeah we need to we need to just accept it and hope for the best and you know you can't really judge too fast maybe maybe he'll be good but you know he might he might be bad as well maybe he'll be average we really need to wait and see for the next Next couple
1: yeah, of weeks. I'm sorry for interrupting, but uh, the lineup has just been officially released, and uh, oh. I've got to give myself like uh, props. It was exactly as I expected it to be. Uh, Terzegen, uh, Mengeza, and uh, Alba, then Longley, uh, Eric Garcia, with Nico, uh, Diong, and uh, Busquets in the middle, then uh, Gavi, uh, Memphis, and uh, Ansu Fati. Yeah. I give myself props for that. Yeah, my yeah,
0: you deserve props.
1: I just wanted to
0: comment on something. Uh, you know, uh, because we are Barca fans and, um, we watch a lot of games. We have to admit that these two center halves, the two center backs, um, Longley and Eric Garcia, you know, it's worrying when you see those two, uh, yes, much like this. yeah, you, you really need to hope that the coach has done something with De Jong, uh, in order to play him, um, a bit on the defensive end, um, with with Busquets, because um, you really need as much support as you as you can get, and with our two fullbacks being so attacking, you know I don't really think this is this was the right way to go, but you know it's 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 what we can do with uh, the players we have. Yeah, at least Luke Young isn't starting, so that, that's a positive.
1: Yeah, that's a positive. Yeah. Uh so uh what are uh, my thoughts about the lineup to be honest is that uh, as you said the center has like uh, you, you really can't expect anything from that you just need to yeah. pray and hope uh for god like uh, tersey will save you because uh I c- I could I could say that uh, Eric Garcia is a bit inexperienced but uh in the past months I've got to give him props he's played like a uh, Nations League final and he, he's a starter for Spain playing the Euro semi-final but Langley, Langley, is just worrying, man. He's just, like, the uh, l- last two seasons, he's uh, dropping performances uh, horrendously, to be honest. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. And, yeah, I just wanted to comment on something just before we continue. I want to ask you, do you uh, think that your prediction would change seeing uh, this new, uh, this lineup being released? To be honest... Uh...
1: I think we're gonna concede a goal, so uh, I I I think I'm gonna change my prediction to a two one. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't I, I yeah I do, I don't think we're gonna keep a clean sheet with this defense, to be honest.
0: Yeah, uh, same for me. I believe the same. Um, you know, but I'm feeling a bit more optimistic because with how our attack is looking, I uh I'm expecting more than two goals, um, if they decide to finish. Um. So yeah, if if the boys decide to finish, I'm expecting three or maybe four goals if you want to be optimistic. Um, And I also wanted to ask you something. Um, I thought of something before we started this episode, and I wanted to see your thoughts. Uh, uh, Since Busquets is getting older, and we're seeing some problems with his performance and some injuries um, from the last season, do you believe that uh, our new coach uh, Chavi, if he, if we do appoint <laughs> him, do you think he should um, get Frankie used used to playing um, as more of a holding? Yeah, I'm gonna stop time, you right
1: thinking. there, Khalid. Uh, we already have the perfect. Uh, okay, how do I say this? Like uh, the perfect man for this job. We we have the replacement. Uh, if, if you notice, like the last few games, like Nico Gonzalez, he's, he's dropping amazing performances and as a holding midfielder, he, he's pretty good, yeah. Especially the the Alves match, uh, I only watched uh, the first half. So, yeah, he was incredible and um, a lot of people were uh, praising him. Uh, with, uh, he, he had a great performance, to be honest. But for today, um, I think uh, playing Frankie de Jong is uh, a bit risky uh, as he's just returned from injury, as we've said before. Uh so uh, I'd say we play Ricky Pui, who hasn't been getting a lot of uh, playtime with uh, uh Ronald Coleman.
0: Yeah. But you know, with Ricky I think um when you said when he told me that Demir shouldn't play because of the lack of experience and the lack of games, I think you can say the exact same about Ricky since he I, I don't think he started more than two matches um with Barca for the two uh, for the past two seasons and I don't think he started this season and plus when he played he played for the past for the last 10 minutes at most so I think that would be risky as well but you know we have to do what we have to do when it's a big game like this and even when you look at the bench man if one of our players gets injured you know we don't have that many replacements and the good players that we have just returned from
1: injury so it's, it's worrying but yeah hopefully hopefully we can we can win but- I'm gonna disagree with you because on the co- uh, you said that uh, Riqui hasn't been getting a lot of playtime, but on the contrary, like uh, he has experience uh, as we can recall before. Like I think with Setien in the 2019-2020 season, uh, Riqui played more than 30 games and he he was uh, technically a starter for Barcelona. So uh, he has uh, the the right uh, mind when it comes to big games like this.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's true. Uh, and uh, he's clearly eager to play. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him getting some play time. Um, uh, like especially, especially if we're winning, um, comfortably, and not not even uh, uh comfortable when just you know we have to be winning. Uh, I think for him to play. Uh, but yeah, we can we can hope uh, we can hope that he plays.
1: Yeah, so going on to uh, uh, our last topic before we like before the game, uh, so I'm I'm just gonna say my opinion about uh, our recent financial crisis. Uh, I think that like uh, really messed us up with the, the high wages. Like uh, I think I, I've I've seen a, a photo once that uh, Samuel, Samuel Mt I think he earns uh, double the amount uh, as uh, Van Dyke earns. Which really yeah. says something. Like Van Dijk is one of the top defenders in the world, and someone like Umtiti who hasn't played like or started the game in like two seasons is getting double the amount of uh, double amount of uh, wages uh, than him. Which is yeah. it's really worrying. And uh, uh, but we're seeing our youngsters like Pedri and uh, Fati, and uh, people like Memphis and Aguero. Like all of them are reducing their wages to help our f- uh, financial crisis and especially our captains like uh, Busquets and PK uh it's it's a good thing that uh, you have some uh some uh, some people with the right mentality there uh, unlike yeah. like uh, Coutinho and uh, Samuel and Titi
0: yeah uh yeah i agree you know um, the financial crisis uh really really messed us up uh you know not just because of the high wages and us not being able to pay them, you know, we, we couldn't even re-sign with uh, Messi. the greatest player of all time and one of the greatest things, if not the greatest thing to happen to our team uh, which is Lionel Messi so, um, you know, Bartomeu really, really ruined it for us and then just uh, left uh, as a president, but yeah, you know with Raporta, um, hopefully uh, he can get us back on track, and we can go back to being one of the best teams in
1: the world. Yeah, especially with the the loan that Leparta got. I think it was like five hundred million. So, uh, so he can pay off some uh, some uh, debts, which is a good thing. Which means that he knows his uh, his business. But uh, on the contrary, like uh, we we can't sign any players. Uh, the the dat- the data or the form released by the league uh, the league states that uh, Barcelona can only spend ninety million next season on wages and uh, signings, which is uh, a terrifying and worrying uh, thing when you see like rivals like Real Madrid can spend uh, um over seven hundred million in the next uh, transfer window. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, but but you know. Uh at least we have the talent to cover uh the the problems with money you know and we have a lot of players like you like you mentioned uh the experienced players um who have been playing for barca for a long time and uh, some of the younger players who either were in the barca academy of la masia or uh, just are really eager and have the right mentality of playing for the badge and not for the money so yeah that um, That's really true. Um, And hopefully, even without uh, being uh, able to purchase players, we can still uh, do a lot. And hopefully, Xavi turns out to be a good coach uh, that will help us succeed uh, both in Spain and outside of Spain uh, for the Champions League. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, so talking about uh, UCL... Your other team, Chelsea, just uh, scored the goal and they're winning 1-0 thanks to Ziyech from Cicero. Yeah. Sister. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Great goal, by the way.
2: Uh, sorry, what? What? I, I couldn't hear
0: what you said. No, I'm saying
1: like uh, it's it's a great goal from uh, Ziyech.
0: Yeah, it is a great build-up. Uh, yeah.
1: Joe. It's an
0: expected win. Uh, I wish you could say the same about Barcelona. But yeah, I mean, look, so now since we spoke about the financial crisis and we spoke about the lineup, um, we can go on to our final point of uh, the episode, which is our thoughts about the game. Of course, we can't do this before the game, but we can just speak uh, or, uh, you know, um, give a bit of a preview. Of the game. So, you can just give our thoughts, Uh, not necessarily predictions, but just what we're expecting from the team and from the um, players. So, what are you expecting uh, from Memphis? You know, I know you said you're expecting a goal, but what are you expecting him uh, to do? Because, you know, he had some really good performances. Uh, like the one versus Alaves, but he also had some bad performances uh, in El Clasico, for example, where he wasn't really at his best. So, with the pressure, do you think that Memphis and Zufati and Gavi can do the job? Or do you think we'll fall uh, to um, Dynamo or possibly uh, draw with them?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, if we win today's game, uh, we, we, we go second... Uh... In the group, and hopefully Bayern will beat uh, Benfica. Yeah, and as you said, uh, yeah, I, I I I want to believe that Memphis will uh, bring a great performance like the one against Valencia. With one assist, but uh, the thing about Memphis is like uh, he doesn't know uh, he doesn't know when to finish. Like uh, as you can see in a lot of matches, he just uh, he does dribbles and stuff and uh, doesn't uh, shoot uh, at the right time, and especially. He missed uh, a lot of chances in the out of this game. And uh, when I'm saying that uh, he, he doesn't know when to finish, like you can take the El Clasco game for example. Uh, we have like three players in the box and no, no one wants to shoot the ball, they're just passing it around. So I really hope uh, they can do the job today and uh, get their confidence uh, up.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, lots of worries uh, after looking at the squad, but uh, as well as a lot of optimism. Uh, you know, our worries at the start were just because of the defense and how attacking the fullbacks are, and how uh, not necessarily bad, but um, n- not necessarily experienced. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but you know, for Eric, of course, he has experience in big games. Uh, doesn't mean he's the best at big games. But you know, like you stated in the start of the episode, in the Nations League final and the um, Euro semi-final. He played in both of those games, and, you know, he wasn't as bad as some of the uh, lower-stakes games we played. So maybe he performs when he's under pressure. Uh, for long day, Um I think the last time he performed well for us was two years ago, like you stated. Yeah, uh, the his game form has been dropping. And, yeah. yeah, his form has been dropping. Um, but, yeah, hopefully just uh, hopefully, they all have the right mindset and they have the chance to show that they can do well. Maybe the problems were from the coach and his tactics. But, you know, we really have to stop conceding because scoring is one, one problem. Because, okay, we should score more, but we're still scoring. But it's not that we should concede less. We just need to stop conceding. Because conceding in every game is a problem because we can't finish as much. So if you concede one, you need to score two or even more. But the problem is when we score one, the players get overconfident like Memphis. And uh, he does too many dribbles in the box. And other players don't really have the confidence or guile to shoot um, at times where you believe they should. But yeah, hopefully it's just... Hopefully, they all have the right mentality for today. And, uh, you know, every single player in that um, lineup is good enough to even win the Champions League. It's just about um, do they have the right mindset and will they show up when the pressure is on.
1: Yeah, uh, speaking about Memphis, like, uh, I actually think he was robbed by not being nominated for the Ballon d'Or. Someone like uh, someone like him, like he has more go- uh, contributions than Ballon d'Or contender uh, Karim Benzema, who uh, people are saying that he should win the Ballon d'Or. So, I think Memphis should have been at least like uh, mentioned in the top 30 list. Like I think uh, he was robbed of a mention there, especially like uh, dropping. Uh, I think he got like uh, a fifth most uh, goals and assists uh, this year right now. So uh, yeah, I'm really sad about that to be honest. Yeah. But- Okay,
0: so since since we've gone into the Ballon d'Or discussion, uh, you know there have been many leaks, some stating that Lewandowski um, has won after counting the votes, and much more um, leaks stating that Lionel Messi has won. Of course, you know we are Bar- we are Barca fans and we believe Messi is the greatest of all time. So of course, it's going to be a bias. And we're both going to say that Messi deserves it. But do you actually believe Messi deserves it? And why? Okay, so with... the minute, i so,
1: وكذا okay, that have you've
0: gone actually into the I want to ask you. Uh, so as we both know, um, there have been a lot of leaks um, circulating the media, the football media, some stating that Lewandowski, after counting the votes, Lewandowski has won the Ballon d'Or and much more um, leaks stating that Messi has actually won the Ballon d'Or. Of course, both of us believe that Messi deserves it uh, because you know we are Barca fans and we've seen how How hard he's been working and how much he contributed for Barcelona and Argentina, but I want to ask you, um do you believe that Messi deserves it, and if so, why other than him being a Barcelona fan? so I want you to tell me why if you believe he deserves it why uh, from a perspective of a neutral football fan
1: so with Lionel messi uh if i'm not if, if my stats aren't wrong here, I think he, he has currently the most uh, Contributions in 2021. It's uh, between him and uh, Lewandowski and um, Like if you, if you see it from a perspective about uh, from uh, from this Barca team like uh, uh, Getting this Barca team in a t- in a title race and uh, winning them the Copa del Rey last season Alone is a big and huge accomplishment like not any player can make this horrendous Barca team uh, uh, title contenders for many years and even uh, a champions league contender and uh, also uh, he, he has like the most assists the most of uh, the matches uh the most chances created and one of the most goals uh, scored in 2021 and also above that uh, he's won an international he won finally he won his first international trophy with Argentina against uh, Brazil thanks to a uh, di maria goal so yeah i i truly believe that messi deserves it but if, if we if we're going to see it from another perspective uh, uh from two years like uh, like uh, obviously you know the Ballon d'Or has been cancelled last year uh, many people said that Lewandowski was robbed was robbed so if you see it from that perspective uh, of two years like uh, if they're going to count it in a
2: two year gap
1: uh 2021 then uh, Messi should uh, get it
0: yeah, uh, I agree 100% with what, you, what you're saying. I mean, when did he win the Copa? I think it was no, maybe in July,
1: July. 11th, same day as the Euro final.
0: Yeah, so in July, that early and getting, you know, um, not just shouts of, you know, winning the Ballander, just, you know, People had already been talking about Leo Messi 7. Which yeah, is Alan so 7. Uh, yeah, for his 7th Ballon d'Or. And to be that early in the year and are, uh, people already saying that the Ballon d'Or is guaranteed, I think that's crazy in itself. But, you know, um, you have to look at it from different perspectives. You know, not taking away from what uh, Lewandowski has been doing. Uh, you know, um uh, Messi has has been performing uh, so well that, you know, people haven't been talking about Lewandowski that much. But at the same time, you know, like you said, Barcelona have a horrendous team, had a horrendous team. still do, but at that time, we had a really bad team and he made us uh, title uh, title competitors. Um, But, you know, Lewandowski is playing in an easier league. You know, it's of course it's not a farmers league like what what the people say, but you know with a team that good and uh, playing in a league, you know not not bad, just not as competitive as the others. I think you have to just accept that Messi deserved, deserves deserves uh, a d'Or, and you know I don't understand how anyone how anyone else would say that he doesn't uh but you know different people different points of uh, points of views but yeah we both uh agree that messi deserves it and that i think takes us to our uh
1: to the end of this um uh, yeah i just have tag- uh, uh oh. two things to talk about before we end sorry for interrupting so uh the two things are like um what are your thoughts first of all about uh uh Griezmann's depart- uh, departure to our direct rivals uh, Atletico Atletico Madrid and the uh, second one uh, today you obviously know it's uh, been uh, uh, talked around a lot uh, in the media that uh, Antonio Conte has just uh, signed for uh, Tottenham Hotspur and uh, as a Chelsea fan like uh, do you think uh, are you saddened uh, by that news or uh, what like especially that I think he won you a uh, Premier League in
0: 2017 yeah so for your first question about Antoine Griezmann leaving to our direct rivals at that Madrid. So, you know, it's a loan, but he still isn't our player currently. And, you know, I'm not... I I mean, I do believe that from a financial uh, point of view, it could help us because uh, he has a very high wage and he didn't want to decrease it. So having another team paying his wages i think
1: they're paying his full wages no no, he uh, decreased it he's uh he used to earn like 40 million uh, a year and now he's earning 10 million he was willing to oh yeah he,
0: he he was but at the same time you know with how bad we are financially uh you know having a team paying his what is it his full um yeah salary? yeah but, uh,
1: Yeah, I think we uh, we really got a win in that situation because, um, uh, truly speaking, like at the end of that season, we're talking about a calendar year. uh, Griezmann had uh, 33 contributions in 2021 with Barcelona. Uh, He was the seventh most in the world. Uh, So, uh, uh, sending him off for 60 million, uh, I think it's good. But uh, if you see it from another perspective, uh, I think we bought him for around 120 million. So uh, we've made uh, a loss there. Yeah,
0: and at the same time, you know, with uh, Luis Suarez taking the same path and going to Atletico Madrid, um, and them winning the league title uh, the same season, I think you know, you know, it happened once. We gave one of our stars to our direct rivals, and they, they, you know, bashed us and ended up winning the league. So I think they should have taken that to account uh because you know it's undeniable that Griezmann wasn't as, at his best with Barcelona but he he wasn't bad you know when you watch the games um and look at his numbers they're really good but um yeah uh like like you said you can look at it from different perspectives and yeah so for your second question it was about Antonio Conte uh, going to Tottenham Hotspur as a manager. So, and you asked me about, you know, um, being a Chelsea fan and if, if I was saddened by the news. Um, honestly, I it's not that I didn't care because, you know, they're, they're uh, rivals and having a manager as good as Conte would, you know, uh, affect us uh, and our league charge but uh no i I wasn't saddened, you know uh there have actually be, been pictures going around about a quote um I think back in two thousand and seventeen where he said uh if Chelsea win the league, it's um something about Chelsea winning the league uh being being normal, but Tottenham winning it being uh impossible. or something like that." So yeah, he was saying it's impossible.
1: So yeah, especially with the names that they have like Manson and Harry Kane. Uh yeah, I think he could bring them back to the top. Like not not uh, obviously not like a Premier League winners. I think like uh, he can snatch them a trophy in one to two years, like uh, Carabao or, uh, I think uh, they're in the UEFA Conference League right now. If I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could take them uh, far in the UEFA Conference League
0: yeah that's true and uh, plus um with you know the infamous um formation that he adapts to all the teams he goes to, you know with the selection with the selections that oh uh, by the way, just sorry for this, but Kristen Perich is finally coming back to uh the pitch after a very long wait uh but yeah, yeah so okay. uh so you know, he has some players like Matt Doherty who, with Wolves, before joining Tottenham, played as a wing-back and was really good. Uh, and Sergio Regulon as well, um, playing as a left wing-back. Uh, you know, he it could work, but at the same time, yeah, like you said, I don't think they can be Premier League winners. But, yeah, maybe maybe they can compete... For a Champions five, League no, spot, no. yeah, maybe maybe they can. But, you know, it's going to take some new signings because, OK, they have Heung- Heung-Milson and Harry Kane, but who do they have on the right? You know, who <laughs> who do they have uh, that's good enough for being in the Champions League and even getting to a spot where you're eligible to be in the Champions League? You know, it's, it's <laughs> difficult to imagine with the current squad and you know, even Harry Kane hasn't been at at his best uh, recently. It's yeah, they really game. missed
1: out on that. They they could have offloaded him at. I think uh, it was rumored 120 million. Uh, the, uh, City offered for him, right? Uh no, I think
0: I think City offered a bit less, but that's what uh, Tottenham were willing to sell at sell Kane at and nothing less. I think City were planning something, uh, either. Uh, 75 million and and, and some add-ons and one of the players in Manchester City, uh, or it was something like 90 something million with a bunch of add-ons but you know, at the same time how, uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but Daniel Levi I think, uh, the uh, owner of Tottenham, how he managed that chairman, yeah, how he managed that was really uh, like it's Ch- uh, you yeah,
1: could yeah. say it was like childish that he wasn't responding to their calls or he didn't want to meet with them, uh, etc. Yeah, it, I th- I think yeah, it was and, a childish move. Yeah,
0: and and plus with you know COVID going on, of course Manchester City is one of the richest clubs in football, with one of the richest owners in football. But um, even even for a team that rich, you know, with the COVID uh, COVID pandemic and the losses uh You can't just really Splash say that more than more than everything yeah, you can' say that you want one hundred and twenty million after a pandemic, uh especially with you know Kane's wages being high, so you know if if you were to get seventy five million and uh you know getting rid of those wages, of course Kane is one of the best players uh in Tottenham, so getting rid of him would be a problem. But 75 million in one of the players in Manchester City um, and getting rid of those high wages, you know, I don't know why they said no to that, but uh, I'm sure they had their reasoning. And yeah, maybe the, maybe their plan uh, would work. Now, Of course, it didn't work with Nuno Santos, but maybe it, would, it will work with Antonio Conte. We just have to wait and see.
1: But yeah, and how uh, uh, seeing this from City's perspective, like uh, they just splashed one hundred million pounds on uh, Jack Grealish from Aston Villa, so yeah. uh, you can uh, they can't really offer a uh, hundred twenty million uh, that uh, Tottenham want in the span of one week. Like uh, I think that was a ridiculous uh, offer from uh, Daniel Levi. and uh, yeah, he should have uh, accepted the seventy-five million offered. The money that uh, City were willing to uh, buy at.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so like I was talking about a couple of, um, not a couple of minutes ago, maybe 20 minutes ago, where I was speaking about um, our thoughts on the game. And we already spoke about that. Um, So I think this would be the end of this segment. And hopefully tomorrow we can continue... Uh, and speak about the game after it happens. Um, you know, hoping for a win. Uh, so yeah, just before we end, I know I, I know I already asked you this, but are you sure you don't have any changes to your predictions? And if not, give us your exact prediction. And um, if the if there are any goals from our end, you're just uh, the, the players you expect to score.
1: Yeah. So as I said before, I changed my prediction to two one uh i think that memphis and will score and uh seeing their team right now i think their uh, the number 10 Chaparinko or uh, the number 9 uh number 19 uh, harmash i think one of them will score the goal like i think the their most dangerous players
0: yeah okay so for me um i i have two predictions that i'm torn about uh One is very bold and the other one is not that bold. So for the first prediction, I was thinking possibly a 1-0 win again um, and a goal from uh, someone like maybe Nico Gonzalez or someone unexpected. Um, But my other prediction was a 3-1 win because... You know, if if we can finish the chances we create, I'm sure we can score a lot, and you know we have the attack for it. Uh, I'm going for a three-one win, um, uh, for Barcelona, of course, um, and I am expecting two goals from Memphis and one goal from Ansu Fati, um, and yeah, their goal uh, I'm expecting maybe, uh, Harmash to score it you know in the Champions League uh, Dynamo I think they haven't scored any goals yet I'm pretty sure Um, yeah so they played they played versus Benfica uh, and and then um, and then they played against Bayern Munich and they lost 5-0 and then against us and they lost 1-0 so you know in their league they score a lot but, you know, outside of the league, like in Europe, they, they don't score a lot. So maybe that takes some pressure off of our defence, even with the selection uh, selections. But, yeah, I'm just expecting and hoping for the best for our team. And, yeah, I think that just concludes this segment. And, yeah, we can continue, hopefully, tomorrow. Uh,
1: but, hopefully. uh I just want to add something. um uh... When you're saying like uh, they're uh, very like, they can score, but I'm just seeing the table here. Uh, they're first in the league with uh, thirty-four goals scored and uh, uh, five conceded in thirteen games. So, uh, uh, as we've seen, like in the last game with a one-nil win, it's it's really hard to score against them. Like uh, they do have an organized uh, defense uh, defensive structure. Uh, so yeah, we're hoping to uh, uh, take our chances.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah. Do you think we should conclude it here and then continue tomorrow? uh
1: yeah okay yeah
0: okay, so yeah, thank you, and hopefully we'll come back tomorrow with uh, news and uh we'll be talking about Owen, hopefully. so yeah, thank you.